So I had audio issues once again. Hope you can bear with. I'm not sure what happened, but uh, we record multiple episodes in a day and uh, this happens. So hopefully next time won't have the issues. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Commission Impossible. I'm Scott Fish. With me, as always, is Ryan McDowell. This is a show we uh, started doing to help other commissioners out there with stuff. Uh, we like to hear your stories, your questions, your uh, your ideas. So email us those at commissionpod at gmail.com. The shows are all pretty evergreen. Go back, binge them, what the heck. Uh, have your commissioner listen. Have your league mates listen. It's a lot of fun. Let's get to it, Ryan. Let's do it. Uh, I kind of like that intro, actually. <laughs> it's a little shorter, just kind of bounce around and, and get going. Um, let's see what we got for questions today. Hey, Ryan and Scott. I believe I have sent a previous Bad Commission story about this league involving a rule change being made with less than consensus. It's possible. I mean, we get some bad Commission stories, and that's, you know, I feel like we've gotten those rule change ones before. I'm I'm already a little worried that yeah. he's he's already got one bad commish story with this league, but he stuck around he for another one. <laughs> yeah, and that's where he goes from here. I stayed in the league after that because I had a very oh, no. strong team, and he won the next season, so he got some win, some money. Probably should have uh, taken that profit and left at that point. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Despite winning the league, I wasn't fully enjoying myself and with a not well-designed salary cap. Pure, went purely off points, okay. Ooh. After the season ended, an owner needed to replace Kamish brought in the new owner into the league that had been around for four seasons, but then posted on a message board note that this was a new-to-dynasty owner and to not send him trade offers immediately so that he could get his bearings. Um, so, uh, okay. No timetable was put on this and the commission itself ended up being the first person to trade with said owner. And it was Ooh. definitely in his favor. Did not the see second- that coming. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, I, <laughs> it was, there, there, that was probably the most obvious outcome of that, of this email so far. No timeline was put on the, okay. The second trade was made was then vetoed by the commission. So he, the commission made a dirty, well, the first trade and lopsided. Then he vetoed the second trade. When we asked the commission why, he said to ensure the integrity of the league and the trade was too far in favor of one owner. At this point, I asked for a refund and to be replaced in the league despite having arguably my strongest team across all leagues. Now to the good ending. Four of us ended up leaving the league and created a new one with eight other good owners that has been way more fun. Moral of the story, if you don't like a leave league, if it's not fun anymore, leave. Uh, yeah, we, we preach that a lot. Uh, good job, um, Corey from Owen Sound, Ontario, Canada. That's a lot of O's. Wow. <laughs> Corey from Owen Sound, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, a lot of O's there. Um, thanks, thanks for the email, Corey. I, I'm glad you left. I'm glad you got in a good league. Moral for everybody out there. Once you see that first dirty action from a commish, 
you should probably leave, but the second one definitely leave. <laughs> Sounds yeah. all right. Yeah, if a if a commissioner is, and I don't I don't recall the the first issue, but I don't um, obviously if you have if you have a serious problem issue with a commissioner, it, it's most likely not going to just get better or, or or anything like that. It's it's probably the beginning of a yeah. A of a string of issues, right? right. So, yeah, it's, I'm I'm glad that this one has a little bit of a happy ending. That he's got a uh, a new league that sounds like a good, fun, competitive league. Ooh. Yep, yep, cool. Ryan, your turn. All right, this one is from John in Superflex City, USA. Oh, okay, all right. I like this. Also, also from Denver, Colorado. <laughs> I was going to say, is that a real city? Is that, should Sal, uh, Sal Stephanie, uh go and go move there? He might need to. Yeah. All right. John from Superflex City, a.k.a. Denver, says, uh, Ryan and Scott, first time, long time. Thanks. Uh, thanks, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder see. if that's first, first time, first time listener, long time writer. Maybe he's been uh, just writing us spam emails for for a while. And it could be that. It could be. That'd be, that'd be a twist. I uh, love the pod. It's hands down the most consistently useful podcast in my rotation. That's awesome. Nice. Thank you. I am so pro tanking at this point. It isn't even funny. For one thing, I feel like you should have the ability to do what is best for the roster you paid for. Beyond that, the length the commissioners go to just enforce anti-tanking rules ends up being counterproductive. I mm-hmm. I can see that for sure. Yep, uh, sure. He's in a 12-team Superflex Dynasty, a four-quarterback roster limit. To prevent okay. tanking, the commissioner implemented a three-strike system, submitted an invalid lineup, uh, meaning a quarterback who uh, is eligible but, but isn't expected to play, get a strike. Strike one, warning. Strike two, uh, you lose your third-round rookie pick. Strike three, you lose your first-round rookie pick. But one team lost all four quarterbacks to injury in 2019, and at one point they were all on IR at the same time. Due to that scenario, the commission and a couple other league members wanted to make an exception for quarterbacks so that GM isn't forced to pick up or trade for a quarterback to fill his lineup. Removing the three-strike policy for quarterbacks would allow teams to roster just one quarterback, start a non-quarterback at Superflex. That should obviously be allowed. Yeah. Uh, and if that one quarterback gets hurt or benched or even is just on his by the GM can submit an invalid lineup without penalty. That doesn't seem ideal. Uh, I'm curious if you guys have better way to amend the anti-tanking policy, a quick fix to quarterbacks or a complete overhaul. Sadly, I won't be able to convince them to completely bail on anti-tanking measures. Thanks for your time, guys. You're the best. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, I agree with John that it's it's just tough to police against. And, and I think that's, that's probably part of the reason, Scott, why you have um, kind of gone the other direction and, and basically allow it in your leagues. Is that fair? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's 90% of the reason. It's just it's tough to police. And when you do have rules in store that do police it, it's there's gray area, like, you know, a QB who is eligible, won't, but won't play. I mean, <laughs> where does Taysom Hill stand in that? Does it like, he, he probably is a guy that is fine for that. Cause he's going to play, but he's not actually going to be the starting quarterback. I don't know. There's, there's always gray area with, 
with th- this kind of system. Yes, yeah, as, as far as their original anti-tanking rules, it it does sound like they were a little too strict uh, because it at some point you're basically saying you must roster a starting quarterback, and because yeah. of because of injuries and because of buys, um, sometimes that's just not. Uh, sometimes it's just not possible. And, and depth so of league, if it's a really deep league, and you, you just might not be able to find them on the waiver wire, too. Right. So now you're forcing your uh, you're forcing your owners to make a trade, which in general trading is a great thing. We want to encourage that, but being forced in in a specific timeline, you know, you've got to make a trade by by this Sunday. That's that's not in the best interest of the league. Yeah, yeah, that's it's true. I'm trying I'm sitting here trying to think of a way I'm trying to think of a way to fix this rule. Like cuz they they want a rule in place. Like what's the best way to to fix this rule? Is it as simple as an amendment that you will like basically keep this rule and have the amendment you will not receive a strike uh, if there are no eligible quarterbacks on your roster or waiver wire. Like, don't force a guy to trade, you know, but if there's a waiver wire quarterback or on your roster, you have you have to have the active player. Yeah, I think that's I, mean, I think that's more reasonable for sure. I mean, if if uh, you know Trubisky or or whoever, you know, whoever a low end Tyrod Taylor or someone is, is on the waiver wire and you're taking a zero at the position that feels a little more like tanking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think, I think that's, that's the only way I would do it. John from Superflex city is I'm going to assume in a Superflex dynasty league, there's, there's just, there's going to be nobody on the waiver wire. I think, I think the addendum is don't you're not going to force someone to trade and they're probably not on the waiver wire just just have an addendum to the year's three strike policy that says something to the effect of if a team does not have an eligible quarterback um, on their roster they will not receive a strike. Now, here's the pro- here's the one possible loophole with that. A tanking team could trade away their eligible quarterbacks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and and that, that would, that would allow them to loophole that, you know, they, they could, there's a loophole there. A team could trade away their eligible quarterbacks in an attempt to tank. Um, I'm not sure how you get around that. Maybe an addendum to the addendum, but, but uh, that's, there's not really, that's the problem with this. There's not really ever going to be a clean fix. Well, and just as you don't want to require trading, meaning you don't want to force a team to trade for another quarterback. You also don't want to limit them trading. You don't want to say you can't trade this quarterback because he's your only starter. That right. That doesn't seem fair either. Um, yeah. Again, you want to, as, as he mentioned, you want to build your team uh, as best you can for the good of your team. Yeah. Well, I would start with that first addendum I mentioned, and then when someone inevitably tries to break the loophole, <laughs> throw in another addendum. I suppose you could throw it in uh, right away, but uh, 
Yeah, that's that's a good addendum, and that's a possible loophole to to try to write something in your bylaws against. But you don't want to restrict, restrict trading, so it's it's a tough spot. It's I guess it's got to be one of those situations. You know it when you see it, and uh, the commissioner has to have a best interest clause to uh, to deal with that. I guess. Um, very difficult question there, John from Superflex City. Um, I hope uh, some of what we said helped. Um, I'm going to read the, this one here. Stephen says, Stephen from Parts Unknown, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. We would love it if you would tell us where you're from when you're, you email in because, I don't know, I just love it. Uh, Ryan loves it too. We all love it. I think the listeners love it. It's unanimous. Uh, I was thinking of a cool, unique rule idea uh, would be to make roster spots tradable asset. We, I don't know if we've talked about this on this show. I feel like we have. But I know that I've had this conversation on podcasts before and uh, just maybe uh, on Twitter before. Um, but I'm not sure if we've had it on the show. Like, but we're 50. This is episode 51. I don't. Do you remember, Ryan? Roster uh, spots is a tradable asset. Yeah, I don't I don't really remember either. We've we've covered too much. We probably have. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I think and briefly, I'll quickly just say it always comes down to it would be hell to manage because no, I don't know of a league host that allows you to manually set each, each team's roster limit. You'd basically have to keep an eye on, like you'd set a roster limit and you'd have to watch what they do every single week with trades and with, with waivers. You basically have to set a high limit, a limit high as high as the highest roster limit in the, the league. And, and just you have to monitor every week and almost with every transaction. But I'll, I'll read the rest of your email. Um, let's say you started with 25 spots and you did a two-for-one trade. The team getting two players would now have 26 spots. It would need to cut a player from the roster. And the team with one would have 24 spots and wouldn't be able to add a guy from waivers. What are your thoughts? Do you know of a platform that would support this? I kind of just gave my thoughts and said that there is not a platform in existence that I mean, that, that, that does this. Um, do you have any other thoughts more than, than I stated? I kind of cut Steven off. He didn't know I was going to do it, but I kind of <laughs> cut him off in, in, in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know of, of, a, of a host or a platform that would handle it either, which is um, the, the big roadblock to it, of course, um, because I, I, I like the idea. I like... Uh, I like everything being tradable in a in a fantasy league and a dynasty league, um, but yeah. obviously it would be a ton of work, and uh, you would purposefully or not, you would end up having some uh, some teams, you know, basically break the rules, adding more players than they should, or, or yeah. something like that. So. Um, I like the idea, but I'm not sure it's feasible. Yeah. So the times I've heard of this and talked about it before, uh, it was, you could actually trade a spot. Like I will trade you Kenny Galladay and a roster spot for Devonte Adams. Like that's how I've heard of it. You you're talking about Steven. If you do a two for one trade, nobody has to cut players. Your roster limits just change. I, I haven't heard that way before. But either way, it's it's just a mess for the commissioner because he would no host does it, so the commissioner would have to watch every single transaction to make sure that people are staying 
on their limit. And as Ryan said, a lot of people are going to end up breaking those rules and probably not intentionally. It's probably just going to be purely accident breaking those rules repeatedly through the season. Um, I would highly recommend against it, even though it's a cool idea. Um, if, if a host allowed it, Ryan, my man, that was a pretty quick one. Do you want, do you want to talk about what Monty has to say? Yeah. Is it my turn? This is from Monty from Virginia. Monty says, hey, guys, thanks for reading my email on the previous pod regarding backup positions. I think my phrasing led you guys down a different path than I intended. There's probably a better term for it. The injury backup thing is an interesting idea, but my idea is basically a super flex, but how you designate players, uh, players matters. Starting positions are regular, flex positions are half. Oh, okay. All right. So quarterback... We did talk about this. We started out talking about the back backup injury positions because yeah. that's what we've heard of before. But we did talk about this. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it was after the show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. But it sounds like yeah. both of these players would start. So his example is: yep. uh, if you have uh, Big Ben in the quarterback spot, he gets 12 points. You have Josh Allen in the super flex spot, he scores 30 points, but only gets half of those. Uh, So he gets 15, uh, 27 total points from the quarterback position. Uh, Other, uh, if you flip those quarterback position, Josh Allen would earn his 30 points. Big Ben would get half of 12. So uh, in that way they would get six points. Um, So it's, I mean, you're making a decision on who's, who's your quarterback versus who's your flex. Um, I don't know if he, would intend on doing the same thing at, at the running back and wide receiver positions. But um, I guess, I mean, I guess my question would be why, like if yeah. you're going to have a super flex league, then you're, you're doing that to have the opportunity to start two quarterbacks. Um, I, I mean, I kind of like the strategy that it's forcing uh, for, you know, pushing you to really uh, decide who you think is the better option that week. Um, but overall, I'm I'm not seeing the reasoning for it. Yeah, yeah, you got to consider the why. I think it's a fun strategy, and I think it's kind of a, a halfway point between superflex and one QB. You're you're able to start the the one the two QBs, but also QBs aren't of quite as ridiculous value. You might you might well if any flex is getting. Is he just talking about the super flex getting half or if it's any flex? If it's just the super flex getting half, then I think it changes, you know, your dynamic of deciding who to start in the flex each week. Maybe a mm-hmm. maybe you aren't starting a quarterback because they're only getting half. Um, I've heard of this with tight ends. I've heard of uh, tight end premium, but only in the tight end spot. So th- there must be a site out there that does that. I don't know of one. I, I play on several sites. I don't know of a site that allows you to have the flex be half points or the flex to not have the tight end premium, but I've heard of it. So it's got to be out there somewhere. I just don't know where, which site it is. Um, do, do you know what site might allow that, Ryan? No, I actually have not. I've not seen that before. So uh, that's that's a new one for me. I have not seen it or been in a league with it, but I have had people talk to me about um, tight ends getting the premium, but only in the tight end spot. So 
Uh, and, and I've had people talk to me about that over a dozen times. So it's got to oh, be yeah. somewhere. It's got to yeah. be somewhere that does that. Um, I just don't know where. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting idea, Monty. It, it depends on it. If, if you can find a site that does that setting, then you're all good. If you can't, it's, you know, it's extra work looking at every single team each week. It, <laughs> a lot of these unique rule ideas come down to that, Ryan. And whether the, the why is worth the extra work. And I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent positive. This one is, but it, you know, it might be for your league. That's a, it's a fun, it's a fun idea. Uh, Ryan, do we want to call it here at 20 minutes or do we want to keep going? Oh, let's, let's get one more in. We have nine more emails in the hopper. Nine more. We better better get one more in then. All right. Uh, Scott and Ryan. I'm looking for some advice on how you have dealt with this situation we had in our guillotine league last year. The commissioner, I'm the commissioner of a guillotine league that started last year. During the middle of the season, I had a phone conversation with a manager who detailed his bidding strategy to me. He and another manager would discuss which players they were going to bid on and agree on max bid for each player in hopes they wouldn't unnecessarily overbid on a player and waste fab dollars. And that is, my friends, basically collusion. <laughs> it's uh, it's about as much collusion as you know in a startup auction, right, Ryan? Like I think auctions breed a little bit of that. I won't bid on your guy if you don't bid on my guy, or let's you know like kind of situations. Um, that's uh, I-, I thought you were about to say something. I was going to keep reading either way. Yeah, I'm just. I, I think you're right. I, th- I do think auctions um, much more than drafts allow for collusion and almost um you know it's almost unavoidable you know if you are if you and i are in a a startup auction together or any kind of auction because we're friends i'm honestly i'm more likely to bid on somebody else's player than your player if if they're close or if they're probably true yeah and that and that doesn't even necessarily come from a conversation we might have or an agreement we might have it's it's really just kind of a natural thing. And um, I mean, I run several auction leagues and I see it happen all the time. Um, and again, whether it's collusion or whether it's just um, those, those closer friendships that are, that I know about in the league um, it's, it's pretty much impossible to prove. Right. Exactly. Uh, in this case, uh, it's it's with fab bidding uh, during the season, and in guillotine leagues, fab bidding is very important because each week uh, a team's r- entire roster, including their studs, go onto the waiver wire, and apparently two managers were letting each other know what they were going to bid, blind bids, letting them know their blind bids, each other, letting each other know, um so that they could formulate strategies, which is, I mean, they're working together against the league. It's just flat out what it is. Uh, both managers said what they, they didn't realize what they were doing was illegal. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, or against the rules, I should Anyway, I tried to find out how long they were doing it, but they said it was for only one week and they were unsuccessful. Some managers think they're lying. There was nothing in the rules that explicitly banned it, but like we like we say before, like uh, collusion, tanking. We've said this before. Those are 
those don't have to be in your rules like specifically. It's just everybody who has ever played fantasy ever in the history of fantasy knows tanking inclusion are just your they're two of your basics. There there are a few things that are just basic. Cheating is one of them. Well, going back to the beginning of the of the note, he says he and another manager would discuss which players they were going to bid on. Yep. And agreed on a max bid for each player in hopes they wouldn't unnecessarily overbid on a player and waste fab dollars. And honestly, I'm not sure that is collusion. Because again, if you are if you and I are in a league and whether it's a, a guillotine league or or just we're just talking regular waivers or, or really any any bidding scenario, if I just say, Hey, what do you what do you think Alvin Kamara is worth? And you say, I I wouldn't pay more than a hundred bucks for him. Yeah. See, I mean, is that, is that collusion? We're not. No, no, but I don't, I don't know that that's fully what he's talking about here. I think what he's talking about is they think X Kamara is worth 300. Let's say Kamara and Chubb hit the, the waiver, the waiver wire the same week because that player loses them. I think what he's saying is one guy decides I'm going to put in the max bid on Chubb and you put in the max bid on Kamara so that we don't, we're not attacking the same player. Yeah, which I, which is similar to the auction thing. Yeah, you no, know, it's now I would definitely agree that would be collusion. Bentley even agrees. Um, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. That's that's not how I read it. I read it more as just yeah. a, a well, discussion I'm, I'm, about player. I'm with you. I'm with you. If that is if that's the way it is meant, that it's. I mean, both of these. One of these. Uh, the way you said it. You know, that's that's just going to happen. And that's not really collusion. That's just, you know, discussing strategy for a league you're in. Uh, And and if it's and if they're actively saying, let's each not let's I'm going after Kamara. Don't go after him. I'm going after Chubb. Don't go after him to each other. I mean, it's it's just like in an auction. Hey, can you not bid on this guy? I'm bidding on him. You go after someone else like it. It's going to happen. It's almost it's almost unavoidable. It's it's not like the worst case, uh, like of the levels of collusion. It's the it's not like the super worst case collusion. It's it's down there, and it's something that happens anytime you get bidding involved um, in most leagues. This <laughs> this is we're spending a lot of time on this email from from James from Hollywood, Maryland. But if you're a commissioner and you don't want that in your league, and I totally get it, uh, you gave them a warning. You said that's collusion in my book, and you gave him a warning. So that's that's what the rule is in your league. You know that is a level of collusion you absolutely do not want. And you said you told him it's banned and told him not to do it anymore. So let's find out the rest. It turned out one of the Colunid managers ended up coming in first place. Word got out after the season that they did this, and uh, he's wondering if he should have informed the league in the middle of the season. He's also wondering if he should punish them retroactively and what might be appropriate. Um, he explicitly outlawed it for 2020. So uh, that's good. Good to a man. A commissioner should be, always be looking to actively close loopholes, Ryan. That's right. Um, yep. So in this league, you know, say what you want about how, how dirty that level of collusion is. In this league, he doesn't want it. He's he's saying this is this is a collusion we don't want. He banned it. He banned it. He told them not to do it. 
Should he inf- inform the league right away, Ryan? I, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think he made any bad moves here. Uh, I certainly don't think he should punish them retroactively if if they didn't even have rules in place necessarily. Uh, I, I think the way it's played out is is totally fine. Uh, it it's brought up a loophole or it's brought. Uh, an, an issue to light that they needed to clear up. It sounds like they've done that. Uh, so I think they just move forward as is. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. But, uh, to, to put my thoughts to it, to very, very similar to yours. I don't think you needed to, to address the league in the middle of the season. If it'd become a big drama issue in the middle of the season. Yeah. You would have had to address the league, but you, you found out about an issue you handled it. It's not like it's not some. It sounded like it didn't work. You don't have proof that they did it other weeks, and it sounded like it didn't work the one week uh, that it did. That you do know for a fact that they did do. They did try or whatever. Um, it sounds like you handled the issue perfectly in season. Punish them retroactively? No, you already handled it, um, and it, you don't. You also don't have proof that it it happened any other weeks that worked. Um, you only have proof that it happened the one week that apparently it did not work. Um, and you outlawed it I, with Ryan. I, I feel like you've, you've done the, every move of this correctly. I, I, I feel like, I feel like you, you, you did everything right there, James from Hollywood. Um, yeah, now we're going to call it. Cause we spent a, like seven minutes on that email. Ryan. <laughs> All good. right. Yeah, let's let's call it. Uh, thank you for listening to Commission Impossible. Uh, remember to give us a 27-star review on whatever podcasting Google bot machine thing you use to listen to our podcast. Um, now I'm just getting silly, Ryan. Just getting silly. Five-star reviews, rate and review us. I, I like Every once in a while I go in and read the reviews. I should do that on the next show. Read some random reviews that people have given us. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, lo- I love your nod and smile. It's, I need to check those out, especially with the beard. I love your your nod and smile <laughs> with the beard. That's, you guys can't see this, but Ryan has a fantastic beard. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Scottfish24. Follow Ryan, who is currently shaking his head. Ryan MC23. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye.